A blessed Sunday to all. Today is May 10, 2020, and I would like to greet all the mothers, no? especially UECP moms who are watching our worship service. A happy Mother's Day. Sa mga dads and children, you may not be able to order flowers, cakes, or probably even book a table at Waying or Causeway. No? So excuse kayo this year. But be sure to spare your moms of kitchen duty. No? If possible, no? cook for her. And don't forget to give her a kiss. Speaking of kiss, let me share with you some of the different types of kisses and what are their meanings. But don't worry, this is G-rated or for general classification. Kaya yung mga subject natin does not contain anything unsuitable for children. First, the royal hand kiss. This is the most formal of all kisses. This kiss doesn't communicate anything, but it is more of a polite and respectful greeting. The second one is the air kiss. It is a social gesture, pursing your lips and leaning forward as if hahalikan mo sila, but actually you're not touching the other person's cheek. A little sound effect, mwa, pwede rin yun. No? In Tagalog, we call it beso-beso. It means hello, goodbye, and communicates endearment. The cheek kiss, popular in Europe, no? one or two light kisses on the cheek. It is a friendly greeting that means, Kamusta ka na? I'm happy to see you. No? In Bible times, the cheek kiss was a common greeting, a sign of deep respect, honor, and brotherly love. Then you have the eyelid kiss, or also known as the kiss of an angel. It is a gesture between two people who are deeply in love with each other, just like a mother kissing her baby or a husband kissing her wife, his wife. Last, you have the Judas kiss or the betrayal kiss. It's hypocrisy to the extreme. His action says, I love you, I respect you, I honor you, but he is actually betraying someone. Betrayal is one of the most difficult tests we will ever face because it involves being wounded by someone we trust, we care, or we even love. It's hard to become bitter when a friend, a co-teacher, a fellow classmate, a partner in business, a trusted servant in church, or even a family member wounds or betrays us. The saying, don't get mad, get even, an eye for an eye. This is what the world teaches us on how to deal with people who hurt us. But the Apostle Paul commands, put away all bitterness, rage, anger, harshful words, slander, and put on kindness, tenderheartedness, forgiveness, just as Jesus has forgiven us. However, easier said, but difficult to apply. And I totally agree with that because it takes a Christ-like grace to be able to forgive someone who betrays us. As I'm speaking, there are probably some of you who are watching 
who are reminded of those pains. No, nagkakaroon kayo ng flashback from recent events or maybe a situation which goes back many years ago. If you have forgiven them, well done. Praise the Lord. But if you haven't, if you haven't moved on and are bitter and unforgiving, let me remind you what the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 12, verse 15. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Bitterness not only corrupts us, but it also infects and corrupts others as well. And so today, I pray and I hope that as I share God's word this morning, and as the Holy Spirit exposes the truth to us, may we not struggle or try to justify the reasons why it is difficult to forgive. And may all of us have a renewed mind, a transformed or teachable heart, so that like Joseph, we will be able to root out bitterness and learn to forgive. Now, our sermon today brings us to the last chapter of the book of Genesis, chapter 50, verse 20. As it is being flashed on your screen, allow me to read it to you. When Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. And thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. The brothers had just buried their father Jacob in the promised land at the cave of Machpelah, the burial site of Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Rebekah, and Leah. And as they buried their father Jacob, no? then on their way from the promised land going back to Egypt, nagkakaroon sila ng mga reflection, no? long moments of reflection. And on those reflective occasions, guilt. No? Everything that they did, betraying and selling Joseph many years ago, came flashing back into their mind. Not only that, no? Aside from guilt, fear. Fear got the better of them as they thought maybe the reason why Joseph was kind to them was because Jacob was still alive. And now that their father is gone, there's nothing holding him back to take his revenge. So the brothers sent a message to Joseph telling him, before father died, he told us to beg for forgiveness for the wrongs that we have done. And so now we come before you and beg that you forgive us. 
But when Joseph heard those statements, his response revealed his true character. Joseph wept. Real men cry. He wept because they have finally confessed their wrongdoings to him personally. No, yung pagplano to kill him but eventually end up selling him. Second, his brothers had not completely believed him when he said to them, wag kayong magalit, wag kayong matakot that you have sold me. No? And so without further delay, he offered his words of reassurance of how he has rooted out bitterness and has forgiven them. Let's read and memorize these six words. No? Know God and be a grace giver. Ulitin natin, ha? Know God and be a grace giver. How can we root out and learn to forgive? Well, the first way is by knowing God. Now, there are three attributes of God in this passage. Know that God is our avenger. That's the reason why he answered his brother, Am I in the place of God? An average man would have rubbed it on their noses. No? Ipapaalala, paulit-ulit, no? habang buhay yung kasamaan na ginawa nila. He would have used that moment as an opportunity to exploit his power and his authority over his brothers, who were vulnerable and at his mercy. However, Joseph knew who God is. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 25 says, It is mine to avenge. I will repay. Step aside, Marvel, because God is the first and the original avenger. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, Paul instructs us. Sabi niya, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge and I will repay, says the Lord. I want you to listen to this. Because the Lord has promised us justice, we can concentrate on doing good instead of plotting revenge. Let me repeat that. Because the Lord has promised, has promised us justice, we can concentrate on doing what is good instead of plotting revenge. Joseph did what was right. He left the avenging to God. And because he knows that God is just, that God shows no partiality, that there is no favoritism in God, and God knows the thoughts and the intention of everyone. So, as his children, let us wait in him. Let us trust him to deal rightly with each person. Have you heard of the expression, justice is blind? It means that justice is impartial, objective. This is where you see a lady statuette for justice. No? Nakatayo siyang ganon with, with her eyes blindfolded and a balanced scale hanging on her hand. This signifies equality. Not to treat friends differently from strangers. Rich people from poor ones. Influential from the helpless. Sadly, in our country, we have a 
different understanding of justice is blind. Ang tawag natin doon, bulag ang hustisya. Because we live in the reality where people do not experience justice and that there's no fairness, there's no objectiveness, and everything is with bias. Yet a day will come. A day will come when our Lord Jesus Christ the righteous just judge will come again, and he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. God is my avenger. Know also that God is sovereign. Now, what is the meaning of God is sovereign? Now, the Bible dictionary defines the sovereignty of God as what? God's unlimited power and unlimited control over the affairs of nature and history. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Well, this means that God, He has the ability to take, to do anything. Lahat ng gusto niya, pwede niyang gawin. To take action or even to intervene in any situation. He can do it. But, He often chooses to act indirectly. He would allow certain things to happen for his own reasons. That is why Joseph can sincerely say to his brothers in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Ano yung evil dun? The evil was the brothers selling Joseph to slavery. Now, the word meant has the concept of devising, planning, and not using. No? Bakit hindi using? Because the word using has the connotation that it is an effect. No? Using gives the impression that God is a step behind. Nauhuli siya, and he is not on top of the situation, but always playing catch-up. But that is not the case. As we can see in the life of Joseph, he told his brothers, mga kapatid, no? your plan was to sell me to slavery, which was evil. But God planned the selling, no? yung pagbenta niyo sa akin, for good. Understand this, no? because this is very important. I want you to know that those people who hurt you, those people who did terrible things to you. Those people may meant, may plan evil, but our sovereign Lord meant, our sovereign Lord planned those evil, sinful events that they have for good. Our God is not distant. Our God is not indifferent. He is not a step behind but is always on top of every situation. The Lord is with you, even at this very moment. So please, hang in there. Please believe in this truth. Maybe for some of you, it's very difficult to swallow this theology. But in the spiritual chess game, you may think of yourself as mere pawns, no? parang sundalo lang sa chess, patapon. But you know what? Our mighty king 
has a higher purpose. For each pawn is in his kingdom, no? each pawn in his kingdom is very precious, is very valuable in his sight. Do you know where we can find the worst sin in the Bible? No? Saan yung pinaka, pinaka worst na sin sa Bible? It's found in Acts 4, 27 to 28. And let me read it to you. For truly in this city there were gathered against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your plan and your hand has predestined to take place. The worst sin, the worst sin that could ever happen, happened according to God's plan. Because he is sovereign. You know, yung mga tao doon, they meant evil. Herod, he mocked Jesus. Pontius Pilate washed his hands. Gentiles would pertain to the Roman soldiers. No? They nailed him to the cross. And of course, the people of Israel who shouted, crucify him, crucify him. These people meant evil. They planned evil. But God meant it. God planned it for good. And anong good meron dun? For the salvation of every one of us. God is my avenger. God is sovereign. And know that God is good. God meant it for good. The fact that God is good means that he has no evil in him. God's intention and motivation was, is, and will always be good. He always does what is right, and the outcome of his plan will always be good. Alam nyo, after a tragedy, it's very hard to rediscover life. It's difficult to hope. It's tough to move forward. I've seen friends, good friends, who suffer tremendously. Yet, there's this story, no? May isang lalaki who had this battle cry. Sabi niya, no matter what comes, God is good. No, no matter what comes, God is good. And he continues, sabi niya, God doesn't stop being good when my life falls apart. God doesn't stop being good when I went through nine years of battling cancer. God doesn't stop being good when I forget that he is good. God never stopped being good when I didn't understand he is good. God did not stop being good when his dear wife of 32 years graduated to heaven. God Never stop being good because God is good. And he was able to overcome those trials by making sure his core values of who God is is nailed down to its foundation. Dalawa lang ang pinanghahawakan niya. God is good all the time. God causes all things to work together for good. God is my avenger, God is sovereign, 
God is good. Know God and be a grace giver. How can we root out bitterness and learn to forgive? The first way is by knowing God. The second way is by being a grace giver. Now, how can we be a grace giver? Well, we can be a grace giver by being humble. When a person knows that they have done something terribly wrong to someone, they feel guilty. And guilt struck the heart of Joseph's brother. The brothers were haunted by their past sins, which Joseph has truly forgiven. But for them, hindi nila maintindihan yun. They could not fathom what happened during the first time they met 17 years ago. Why? Because it was too good to be true. So Genesis chapter 5, no? Genesis chapter 45, it says, Do not be upset. Do not be angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. Again, sinabi niya, God sent me ahead of you to preserve you on the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. You know, Joseph had, has the, had the power to oppress his brothers, to put them in prison and even to kill them. Yet, Joseph replied, do not be afraid. Not only once, but twice probably to reassure them that all is truly well. I want you to listen to this. Guard your heart. Guard your heart when you have the power to place guilt on someone else. Please, guard your heart when you have the power to place guilt on someone else. Be humble. What is humility? Humility does not mean we are inferior. It doesn't mean we are insecure or lacking in confidence. Humility is not self-centered or narcissistic. And I like the definition, the definition of Rick Warren. He says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less and thinking more of others. We can also be a grace giver by telling the truth. Now, some people think that grace means we should not speak out or we should not say things that would hurt other people or offend other people. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 teaches us to speak the truth in love. And Joseph clearly spoke, spoke the truth with love to his brothers. No? Ang sabi niya, what, he told them what they did. No? Samia, you sold me. Binenta nyo ako. And that he understand it was wrong. It was evil. And he forgave them. Kaya sabi niya, am I in the place of God? I will not avenge. Be humble. Be a truth teller. And third, by not keeping score. Lastly, we can be a grace giver by not keeping score. There are Christians who keep track of every mistake and offense someone made against them. They somehow can't seem to forget what someone did, no matter how many times that person asked for forgiveness. No? 
But Joseph did not keep score of what happened before, and he even provided for his brothers and their families as well. Alam niyo ba, there's this couple, no? The husband would share to me arguments between him and his wife. And every time he would tell me, Pastor, every time when we quarrel, my wife gets historical. Sabi ko, pre, 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 baka mali ka lang. Hysterical. Sabi, no, 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 Pastor. You heard it right. No, I mean exactly what I said. She keeps a mental record of every mistake that I did. And so whenever she's angry, I get a lesson in history. Tragically, this scenario is very common. And if we never learn the true meaning of forgiveness, this attitude will destroy your marriage and deprive your relationship of peace, freedom, and true forgiveness. I got this from Pinterest, no? and I did a little tweak near the end. Sabi dun sa Pinterest na quote dun, the first to apologize, the bravest. The first to forgive, the strongest. The first to forget. Kaya lang, it's very hard for us to forget, di ba? Maybe the first to remember no more. The happiest. Kasi wala na yung bitterness. No? So what should you do or what should we do when a person repents? Well, sabi sa Luke chapter 17, verse 3 to 4, if he repents, forgive him. E paano pag paulit-ulit? No? Well, it continues. Sabi niya, if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times a day saying, I repent, forgive him. Of course, after that question, there's a follow-up question. Yung mga what if natin, no? Should I forgive a person who is not repentant? How can I forgive a person who does not think has done wrong? But I think that person has. And that person doesn't ask for any forgiveness. Well, there are minor offenses that we can overlook and that we can put away even if the offender has not expressly repented. But when an offense is too serious to overlook and the offender has not yet repented, we can approach forgiveness in a two-stage process. No, dalawang stage siya. First, forgiveness from the heart. Okay? From forgiveness from the heart means unconditional. No? And we can do that by number one, praying for them. Pray for that person who hurt you. Second, prepare. Be ready to pursue complete reconciliation once nagrepent yung taong yun. And third, remember no more. Don't dwell on the incident or seek revenge in words, in actions, or in thoughts. First, forgiveness from the heart. Second, granting forgiveness. Now, granting forgiveness is conditional and upon the repentance of the offender. Meaning you say it will take place when the offender and you meet. Then you grant forgiveness. And you know what? 
Both were demonstrated by God in the Bible. Forgiveness from the heart. You remember when Jesus was nailed to the cross? Ano sabi niya? He prayed and asked the Father, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Granting forgiveness? Well, at Pentecost, if you remembered when the Apostle Peter sent a message to the 3,000 people who were there, no? they realized their mistake. They repented, and finally forgiveness was completed. Be humble. Be a truth teller and do not keep score. Know God and be a grace giver. How can we root out bitterness and learn to forgive? The first way is by knowing God. The second way, by being a grace giver. Like the brothers of Joseph, are you still living where your past sin still haunts you? Where those sins causes you to doubt your salvation? Are you having a hard time believing that God has forgiven all your sins? Let me share with you something that is too good and it's true. One man, one sacrifice satisfied God's anger and reunited us with him. When Jesus Christ suffered, when he was crucified and died on the cross, he satisfied God's anger and also reconciled us with him. And that is why before Jesus died, he said these words. Sabi niya, tetelestai, or it is finished. This is an accounting term, which means paid in full. No? Jesus Christ canceled the debt, the debt of my sin, the debt of your sin. If you are still worried that your sins, whether in the past, present, or future, are yet to be forgiven, I want you to be assured that if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it has been paid, and it has been paid in full. Probably the question that I would like to ask you is this. Do you want to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Will you trust Him to be your Lord and Savior? And would you like to receive His free gift, forgiveness of your sin, becoming a child of God, and having eternal life? Would you like to do that right now? If yes, no, those of you who are watching, maybe I would like to invite you. May I invite you to join me in praying and asking God's grace. Sundin niyo lang po ako sa mga sasabihin ko. Dear God, I know that my sin has separated me from you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I now trust Jesus to forgive my sins. I invite him into my life as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for receiving me into your eternal family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer right now, Praise God. No? Welcome to the family. 
also, please let us know. Numbers of UECP will be flashed. And I hope you could text us or call us so that we can help you develop a more closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Finally, no? personal reflection and application. No? Last week, isa. Ngayon, dalawa. So, wag na next week kasi next week tatlo na. So, tama na. Dalawa lang ako. Ha? To the Josephs out there. Yan, sa mga Josephs. Are there people who have hurt you? Meron ba? No? Who made your life bitter and you have not forgiven them? After our worship service, I want you to do this. No? I want you to pray for them. Say a prayer of blessing to that person, to his family, to his business, to his ministry. Do that for one week, at least one week. Believe me, for the first few days, you will feel like a hypocrite. Because how can you pray for someone you hate? But, no, but, ituloy nyo lang yan. And eventually, God will transform, not his heart, but God will transform your heart. Second, make a personal commitment no? not to dwell on this incident no? in thought, in words, or in action. Ayan. This is for all the Josephs. No? Sa mga Josephs yan, ha? Now, to the brothers of Joseph naman, are there sins in the past that still haunt you? Well, after our worship service, come to God. No? Pray and confess all unconfessed sins to Him. Sabi nga sa Psalm 32 verse 5, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquities I did not hide. I said I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Yun yung first na gagawin nyo. No? Come to God and confess all unconfessed sins. Second one, maybe, maybe lang, it's time. No? I know reconciliation takes time, but maybe it's time na. It's time to have a reconciliation with that friend, with that classmate, or even with that co-worker in business or in church. Why don't you call them? Why don't you tell them you're sorry and ask for forgiveness? How can we root out bitterness and learn to forgive? Know God and be a grace giver.